Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience. So everybody's talking about this show, 13 Reasons Why, especially if you're under 17, uh, and one of the actors, uh, Christian V, stopped by and, and came and hang, hung out with me. Great kid, uh, really fell in love with him uh, as a human, and that led uh, me to want to have this as a podcast. So if you're running, walking the dog, driving, or working out, uh, I hope you get some value out of here. This is a tremendous piece of content for uh, all the actors and actresses and, and performers out there trying to take it to the next level. Uh, I think you'll enjoy this. There's some really interesting, subtle uh, innuendos here that I hope you guys pick up on. I hope, uh, as a matter of fact, if you pick up on it, hashtag me and, and put a hashtag picked up on it. Uh, would love to interact with you. I'm enjoying this podcast to Twitter dynamic that a lot of us have here together. And, uh, and that's that. So enjoy this. Hope you have a great day. Hey, bro. Such a pleasure, Christian. Nick. Nick. Nice such a pleasure. Hey. hey. How are you? Good, good. What's cooking? Yeah, are you in or are you out? How's it going? It's going well, man. I was enjoying the, <laughs> the, the swag. The trophy wall here. Yeah. I keep it pretty chaotic. I'm down, man. I'm a huge comic book nerd. I'm a huge wrestling nerd. I love it, man. Yeah. We're friends then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also am a Jet fan, so I don't pay. Are you serious? Yeah, that fan. means we're family. Oh, family. <laughs> yeah, because, 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 dude, my, like, my life is the New York Jets. Like, when I, t- this is, I mean, nothing trumps the Jets, not even my family. Wow. Straight up. I feel like, like is that right? <laughs> it's 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 uh, it is like it's a it's it's my religion. Like there's no way I would uh, literally the same woman the way like a woman in Alabama would not miss church that I would be that would be like on a Sunday I will not at all costs family weddings like but <laughs> I've not missed a Jets game since 1982. Amen. Good man. Oh. And you know what's funny? So. And it's funny. I've actually psychoanalyzed myself lately on this. I think it's it's actually my escape from reality. Like that's my ROI, right? Like anything else, it's escapism, right? right? It's that's what entertainment and is, right? And I need it. Like usually, I think I go so hard in the beginning of the year, and like you get to the end of the year, to fall, like it gets super right. And just like having that one reprieve for four to five hours, you know, once a week during that like hardcore last four months. Yeah has really worked for me. It's a good release. I, it, I likewise with the movies. Zen, it's zen for me. I go, I'll see anything, everything, just to sit in that theater. Right, because, it. mm. It's magic, there's a magic. Yeah, you know what's funny? I don't do that with movies, but every time I go to a movie, I'm so fascinated by how checked the fuck out I was and how into that I was for three hours, and very much that makes sense to me. Yeah, I went to go see Beauty and the Beast with, uh, I was uh-huh. on a date. <laughs> you, had a pre- you had a preference, the date part? <laughs> He's like, let me just set the stage to why I went there. Because you'll understand in a second. The first quarter of the, you know, the first quarter of the movie hits, I start, I was like, shit, I got emotional. <laughs> <laughs> this little girl behind me. It was all a little girl. Dude. She tapped me on the shoulder. It's okay, dude, you, what's, what's, what's crazy is that makes me think of one of my favorite stories, which is like, I took a girl on a date that I really liked and uh, to go see Forrest Gump. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, wrong, wrong. Same girl, that's why. Uh, to see Lion King. Okay. And I fucking, cr- not choked up, cried my ass off <laughs> when the dad lion died. Like, died. I was like, this is over. Like, this is back 
back when like this but back when like sensitive dudes had like no play. Now it's we have a cool world where everything's cool. Yeah, and you can do anything now and be like, it's cool. Oh shit, it is okay. <laughs> you know. Uh, I love it. I mean, I was really, and afterwards I didn't want to talk. That was just beautiful. Yeah, I bombed that one. Yeah, of course. So how's everything going? So who are you? I'm in Asia. I love it. Yeah. Very cool. How long? Been together almost three years now. Yeah. That's a great run. Were freelancing before that, so almost. Three so years. and I'm newer to the team because I work in the endorsement side. So now that everything's been happening with the show and how successful it's been, and there's so much interest in Christian and the rest of the cast, um, we're really just making the rounds, doing the meetings, making sure he gets FaceTime with everybody. It's just so important these days because there's so much content and so much talent out there. Yeah. When you have somebody that's hot on the show, that's really popping. I think that's yeah, exactly right. Your best dogs. What's that? Yeah, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> you got chance up there, and you can see chance. There's always like John Legends in the office. Like every day, it's like, who's in the office today? I'm like, cool well, I mean, you guys know, and you definitely know. Like, the media landscape's changing so much. Mm-hmm. The whole, you know, it's super interesting because I've been in this for so long. I mean, I wrote Crush It. I mean, that, if you, uh, it's funny, because I'm, I'm, the first book I wrote that really changed my career was Crush It, and I'm writing a book right now called Crushed It. It's literally the, update, it's the updated version of it, and uh, it's, it's about people who read that book and now make millions of dollars a year on the thesis. And then the, my updated version of what to do on Snapchat, Instagram, right? Anyway, so I'm in the vortex of this. It's so crazy to me how many people laughed at me when I wrote this book, like how many people thought it was completely impossible. Basically in that book I'm like, you can make money being a YouTuber and, and just like, it just, like, it was such just a long time ago. I wrote it in 2008, came out in 2009, so 10 years ago. So like for me, all of this is so, the fact that A-list celebrities are DMing me on Instagram, they're not doing it for their health. They're doing it because the the ground is moving. And the smart ones, hence why a lot of them became A-list, are fucking doing, like, do you see what The Rock does? Yeah. He super gets it, as he should be. He's playing both sides. It's how I play, like this, right? People are like, but you say magazines are dead. I'm like, the covers aren't. Like, and I'm like, you know, like when people are gonna go to the airport this weekend, everybody's gonna see my fucking, like, my cover is my fucking face. Right, so like, it's just attention arbitrage at a level that is so fascinating. Stakes are high. Big shit's happening. Way bigger than I think people realize. So yeah, I'm fascinated by it. We see it every day. We're talking to clients every single day about how important social media is. And you know, it's the young ones, it's much easier. The older ones, it's very difficult because they're like, I don't get it, I don't know how to do it. It doesn't feel natural to them. But we say you just have to, it's like, it's a part of your job now. You Here, here's what I would tell you. So I did a, I did a, I have a show coming out in a couple weeks, Planet of the Apps with Gwyneth Paltrow, Will I Am, and Jessica Alba for Apple. And uh, I was talking to Gwyneth and she's like, eh. I'm like, I'm like, look, because she comes from a long history of, of entertainment, I was like, look, the people that held on to radio lost. And that's how big this is. This isn't about social, this is about the internet. These are websites on top of the internet. That's what those six apps are. The internet is what's killing television or the, the structure of the traditional television sense. You guys know this, a 14-year-old girl, let her name the five most famous people to her. They are not who 38-year-olds and 54-year-olds think. YouTubers. 100%, 100%, 100%. Now, if you're a super A-list, 
Rihanna, Beyonce. You'll sleep, you'll slip in there, but there's three, there's people that have you on that list and for a lot of people until now the show, your, your career's taking different turns, but. Well, I realized, so when the show was coming out, the marketing was heavy on the 13 and less heavy on me, but the fans really lifted me up and that was the first experience that I had where I realized I could cultivate a personal relationship with millions of people just by posting one or two things that speaks directly, that speaks to them. And they really lifted me up when that show came out. For all intents and purposes, you would not have known I was on that show based on the marketing. I get it. And it came out and they pushed me. And uh, so I'm very grateful to them. I have a, group, a good, great group of uh, followers, I guess. It's awesome. Yeah. Before the show started, you had like 3,500 maybe followers yeah. and now you have like over 2 million. They've been very, they've been very helpful. Because the kids now, they're reaching for, they're not reaching for the weeklies to see who's doing what. They're going to social media. A hundred thousand percent. What you're doing every single day. And I feel like they're, they are looking for personalities, right? People that they can connect to and, and identify with. As a young person, and always, by the way, but they had no option in the past. Right, you couldn't access, you couldn't access these people. Nope. You know, so it, it feels great. Like if all the kids decided Lisa Turtle was the coolest character on Saved by the Bell, yeah. you didn't know. Yeah. You didn't know. You, there was you didn't know. You, you might have seen fan mail. There was some. Like there was ways, but the companies, the distribution companies, the networks, they had no real financial vested in. Like it, like there were so many other dynamics in play. Now nobody's in the middle. It was so limited. Do you understand? Yeah. So limited to what's in the magazines if, and like and what these poised photos. It, 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 it's not. It's it's who they decided, right? If you if you signed Zach Morris, I'm just on to say by the bell kick, no. to a ten year, ten million dollar deal, you need to make that ROI positive. And if you knew Lisa Turtle was had one more year on her contract, you're not. It's like, right? It's ESPN. ESPN was the model, right? Like, ESPN would make their sportscasters famous, but then they would stop showing them on the air the year before their contract negotiations. Just can't do that anymore. Nobody's stopping you. Entrepreneur didn't put me on the magazine. I put myself on the magazine. It's also in entertainment, it's the old like Nickelodeon Disney model where they would take these kids that have done anything, make them star, but they'd own them 360 for every Correct. single thing that they did. Correct, finished. that's right. It's super interesting times. No. Was there anything I can help you with, man? No, man, I've enjoyed being here. You obviously do a lot of work with a lot of people that I care about and things I like. So Where do you live? Uh, right now I'm by Coastal. I'm getting ready to ship out on Tuesday to go for season two in San Francisco. But I'm born and raised in the Bronx. I love it. Yeah, man, I love, I love being from the Bronx. I get to go home. I get it. It's fun. It's a fun thing. But and, how did, and, how did, and how did the career play out? How did it all happen? Well, I thought my dad is a cop, a retired cop, uh, NYPD. My mom's a cop. She's still a cop. I thought I was going to be a police officer, but then this is honest to God the truth. I lost a bet in my sophomore year of high school, and I had to do a musical, uh, and that was the best drug I ever. Jesus I fucking Christ! That stage and that reciprocal. Uh, I get, listen. I get honestly the number one thing I continue to do is public speaking, yeah. even though it's not ROI positive. It's just the best feeling in the world for me. And you, there's a direct link, and you can feel when something has instantaneously. Yeah. It was the best drug I've ever tried. Will ever try? Yep. That's it. Uh, so I made the decision. I was very ambitious, very, very young, and luckily my dad didn't dissuade me from something that seemed crazy and illogical. Great parents. Yes, yeah. I took a risk, and it's paid off. So and so what was the risk? Uh, I pulled out of the high school. I was going to this elite high school for in the Bronx, and then I pulled out, and I auditioned for professional performing arts high school. And I got in, and, and I met Greg Parenti, who's my acting teacher, and he just... Changed your career. And he changed my life, yeah. And so what happened next? 
I, uh, so two weeks into being in that school, he had a friend, Bonnie Shumofsky, on Abrams at the time, who was trying to cast this Law Order episode. And ended up booking it, and that went a long way for my dad to go, okay, kid, I think you can do this. Uh, and then I went to Rutgers, Mason Gross, and I, it was important to me that I had a degree just in case this didn't yep. go, like a teacher. Yep. Um, you know, do something else, and so I got my BFA. Uh, I lived in London for a year with that program, and that happened to be one of the defining years of my life thus far, my young life, because being from the Bronx, I didn't have access to language the way that they utilize it over there. With Interesting. Training classically. Okay. Uh, and I really fell in love with words and telling stories. Uh, and that's when I realized I wanted to do it the rest of my life. I came back and graduated, and I've been working since. Luckily, I've been fortunate to, to work. I mean, I work my ass off. I work harder than a lot of people, but it's also luck. It's, it's both. Yeah. But, like, it's funny how luck works itself out, you know? Yeah, when you least expect it. This job, with 13 reasons, I was not supposed to get this job. I begged for months to audition. They told me I was too old. Yeah, that's just, that's just not luck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> luck might have been the bet, yeah. but even that shit, I always, like, I, 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 if we had more time, we'd be like, okay, but why'd you do that bet? Who'd you make that bet with? Like, why were you even willing? There's so many bets I would take yeah. that there's nine million things that I would never bet. I would never bet to jump out of an airplane because it's just a not, it's a binary. I don't want to do it. But, and for a lot of people to do a musical and stand on stage is not something they would do. So somewhere deep down, subconsciously, some other story you haven't told me yet made you be willing to do that thing. And then I get even more interested of like, what was the bet? And like, did you subconsciously lose? Like there's such interesting shit. I'm sure we can go back and forth all day for days talking about it, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The bet was a girl. We were, I, was a body, <laughs> I was a student body president and we threw a party to raise money and a girl walked in and they bet that I couldn't, I couldn't get her number and I failed. It's always about a girl. And you failed. It's always about a girl. And you failed. Yeah. But she was in the theater program. So it worked out in the end. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Well, it's a real pleasure. Gary, I love you. Thank you, man. And Thank you, man. Podcast listeners, I really appreciate you giving me your ear. I respect it. I appreciate it. You want to one-star this shit? Cool. But if you want to five-star it, even better.